I'm on mute. People deluded. I'm back again. As usual, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. Appreciate your comments. Please, people, make sure they keep coming. Smash the like button. If you're on Twitch, one love. Make sure you're following on Twitch and you're subscribing with Amazon Prime. We have to give thanks for the breath that we're currently using to speak and debate football, people. So I hope everyone and their loved ones are in good health and are doing well and safe. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. Smash the like button, people. Bag of content today. After this, 4.30, I'm going to have Babs on the show. We're going to speak Arsenal, transfer news, Martinelli and Jesus, Everton, Arsenal, so on and so forth. I haven't done the necessary admin, but tomorrow, 2pm, Fabrice Mwamba's back as well, people. As you know, tomorrow is also Arsenal versus Everton. We'll be doing a watch along for such. So make sure you've hit the like button, you've subscribed, you've turned on your notifications and you're also checking out the other videos. All these things boost the YouTube algorithm and boost the Twitch algorithm and get us out there. Keep your thoughts coming, man. You lot gassing me in the comments. Gassing me, gassing me, gassing me. Appreciate the YouTube members, the Twitch gang, and everybody else, man. Appreciate all your support. So, obviously, throughout the course of this video, as I said, this Everton Arsenal, Arsenal Everton tomorrow, it makes sense to talk about that game. We'll go over any emerging news there is. You know, obviously, I'm keeping one eye on Google and making sure we don't miss anything. We've been linked with Milinkovic Savage again, the Toro Martinez, this guy, that guy, and the third. You know, the dream is free, the hustle is sold separately, people. I think right now we just need to focus on the football. And anything that happens, happens, in it, really and truly, people? Um, so keep your thoughts coming. In fact, early doors, man. Let's preview Arsenal versus Everton, man. Mikel Arteta is obviously giving his press conference. I'm sure you lot have a bag of things to say, people. So let's just jump straight into it. Keep your thoughts and things coming. CeeLo, one love and all these things. Arsenal, 777, one love. Oh, that Fabrice stream was too funny. But then we go again tomorrow. I can't lie. He threw me off guard with a couple of his comments, people. And the realness, man. Big up Fabrice Mwamba. Again, he'll be on the show. I can't imagine you don't know who the player is. But check out his YouTube channel, guys. Show him some love. 
love. S, appreciate that. As the man said there, like and subscribe to all the Ludicuna content on all platforms. You're far too kind. You're far too nice. Let's start with Arsenal versus Everton, people. If I share my Google Doc sheet with you guys, first things first, my notes. It's Arsenal, you know, Everton preview. Can we start the new month well? Obviously, we didn't start February well. We ended it strongly. We've now got two wins away from home. We returned to the Emirates. I'll be real with you. Again, you can't just look at the fixtures and say we can win this, we should win this. That will happen. Football's an emotional game. And for the large part of this season, Arsenal Football Club has been doing their thing. Where we're at in the table reflects that. But there's been some emotional games. Negatively, Everton, obviously City that could be extended to. Aston Villa at home and away, I would say as well. Leeds away. Fulham at home, West Ham at home. It's been high demanding. It takes a lot out of you. But if I'm real with you, with you lot people, we need to be beating Bournemouth. We can't disrespect Everton. We need to look at Everton now. So Everton, Bournemouth, Fulham away is going to be tough. But we need to win that as well. And anyone else other than that, can we go unbeaten in all competitions, but specifically to the Premier League until April at the very least, where we, tri we travel to Anfield away from home. So can we go unbeaten in April, as I said? Can we get revenge on Everton? Can we break down their low block? Can we avoid them doing taking six points off us? Can we take advantage of our, of our new kind of found form after kind of struggling last month? We've ended it strongly. When you look at Everton's results since beating us a goal to nil, they lost to, Liv they lost to Liverpool, they beat Leeds United and they lost 2-0 to Aston Villa. Everton's problems clearly are scoring goals and keeping clean sheets because that's where they are in... in um, that's why they're fighting relegation. Obviously, Sean Dyche is gonna is gonna obviously shore things up, people. And they've got two clean sheets in the last four games, including against us. And we're one of the highest scoring play uh, teams in the league. So we're gonna have to, it's gonna be a difficult game. You know, they struggle to score goals. Don't let that happen today. Well, tomorrow. And can we actually just get revenge? All I want is revenge in the three points, you know, respectfully to Everton. I don't quite give a monkeys what you lot are doing and what you lot are fighting for. You know Sean Dice is going to shore them up defensively. Offensively, they've struggled. And Sean Dice has actually been speaking about them sort of things as well. He's, you know, Sean Dice stays positive about Everton's survival hopes despite goal-scoring troubles as he defends his players after the Aston Villa game. Dominic Calvert-Lewin allegedly might not be playing people. Specifically, what has the guy said? Well, in fact, you know, Everton, the Premier League's lowest scorers, and even they found a way to score against us, have slivered back into the relegation zone, which beating us weren't quite the marker they were trying to set. After allowing a game they could have won and certainly worked hard enough to win to be wrestled from their graph, grasp, they had opportunities to score, but true to their form, didn't take them. Don't let them take them on Wednesday. Everton haven't found the net more than once in a Premier League match since October the 22nd. And in the 12 games that have followed that visit from Crystal Palace, their numbers have been binary 0-0-0-1-1-1-1-0-1-0-1-0. To add context, Everton have, have, have as many goals as Oli Watkins, six since the World Cup break. And it is, it is what it is in that regard. So we're going to have to do amazing against them. What specifically has Sean Dice said? To be fair, it's been a, war for, a worry for a while. So if they have been disheartened, eventually they say, sod it. We're not disheartened anymore because because guess what? We've seen we've seen that all before. We have heard all the rhetoric, heard all the noise. If everyone is disappointed, there's only one way. It either stays the status quo or it goes upwards. I'm saying to them, look, lads, you have... You have the freedom more than ever before because everything Oema thinks you won't score because people think we won't. What is the worst that can happen? I'm trying to get that mentality going and saying you won't be hearing from me as long as you're working with conviction to score goals. They'll go, all right, I will take that. So let's get on to them, really. Don't let them find positives. They've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin's not there. They've got a bunch of quality people. We saw in the game against us, they bat they battered us physically. Don't let that be the case at the Emirates. They won their 1v1s. We let ourselves down from set pieces. We didn't, well, in that game, we didn't really create. And if I'm real with us, people, 
We need to chase being near enough perfect for 90 minutes again. You go back to the City game, good in the first half, shoddy in the second. Against Aston Villa, dodgy in the first half. I mean, well, yeah, dodgy in the first half, great in the second. Leicester, that wasn't quite the case, but, you know, we it was 1-0 and we did enough. But can we score more? As Arteta said, can we be more efficient and effective in the final third, people? So... It is what it is, people. They've got enough quality, really, between them. In fact, their players, you know, all their combined players, they only have 70 goals between them. So, Sean Dyche is going to be on it. Um, in relation to the potential, in, in potential, in relation to the potential lineup, before we look at specifically what Mikel Arteta has said, if we go off, if we go off Everton's last game, where they had 15 shots, five on target, didn't score anything, and Aston Villa did what they needed to do. If we put their lineup out there, you know, obviously just using the tactical board. Shout out you lot. Keep your thoughts coming. Smash the like button, etc. You know, they go with an industrial midfield. They had Onana. They had Decore. They had Gay. Obviously, Jorginho's been in good form. He's going to need to be even better. You know, you would like to have Thomas Partey because we were overran physically. They did have a Wobie on the left, on the on the right-hand side, better yet, but we all know he becomes very narrow of sorts, people. And Dwight McNeil's probably the only one that kind of keeps the whip. And they've obviously got their forward as well, people. Now, they're midfield free. It's either at times flat, at times Decore will venture forward, Onana will venture forward, and Idris Agarnage is almost a safety net. We know what to expect, essentially, off the ball with, with Everton. It's going to be closer to this, people, essentially, like a 4-4-2 of sorts. Like a makeshift. We're not really a 4-4-2. Gay could probably join them up there, really, as the furthest to, to the striker. We know off the ball, they're probably either going to be like that or variations of such. So can we break down the low block? Can we score early? Because that puts the game plan out of bed. You know, they're fighting for their lives. No matter how defensively solid they want to be, you need to take three points. And against us, they're going to have to come out. If they come out, they give us space and things. Obviously, they might win the physical battle. We can win the battle on the transition. So that's what we're going to need to be doing, people, really and truly um, of sorts. Against Everton, for me personally, Ramsdale picks himself in goal respectfully to Matt Turner. He's doing what he needs to do, but your second choice at this moment in time. Again, defenders pick themselves. Gabriel, you've been in good form. That needs to continue tomorrow. He picks himself. Saliba picks himself as discussed people. Who else picks himself? Benjamin White picks himself. Shout out Tommy Asu. You soon get an opportunity. It could be a game for Tini, a more conventional midfielder, and put Zinchenko into midfield. I do think Xhaka's been a bit flat by the, the high standards he's set, but I don't quite think it's going to be a thing. We're expecting a win at the Emirates tomorrow against Everton. Come on, you Gunners. There you have it. Abu, hello, right back at you. Clement, one love, man. So, yeah, man, don't forget to like and subscribe. We're going to have to be on to them. We all know what Zinchenko gives us further forward. But the catch-22 of that is defensively, we've got to be even better. Midfield is where it gets a bit techy, people. If we jump the gun a tiny bit and start putting players... In fact, up front's a political one. Let me make the easy decisions first, people, because I don't know where I'm quite at with this. Saka picks himself. Uh, Martin Odegaard, obviously, is going to play in the 10. Picks himself. It's in the other roles where it starts to start getting a bit political, people, because, you know, Granite Xhaka, you could make a case for, even though Xhaka was decent against Leicester, he's been a bit flat in the same way Jorginho's been, been good. On one hand, I'd keep Xhaka in the side. In the second hand, you know, could it be a case of Tierney coming in? Not that he's really match fit because he ain't been playing. You know, could Tierney come in? Zinchenko shift into midfield and obviously you've got Thomas Partey if fit. 
does Jorginho necessarily have to be dropped? I don't think so. I think if Arteta is dead set on playing Xhaka and Jorginho obviously is playing, then it's a bit sad, but I think you've got to bring Partey back in. But also at the same logic, in the same way this season, we've rid off the form of Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard at a time, Granite at a time. Sometimes at this moment in time, you know, uh, Jorginho, in my opinion, has been quality in the last four games he's played. The defeat to City, obviously done well against Aston Villa, did superb against Leicester, I'm missing a game out. City, Leicester, City, Leicester, Villa. There's definitely another game I'm missing out. But in the last three, four games, do you drop Granite Xhaka? But at the same time, you lose a lot physically. I don't think he should do it. But do you even take Martin Odegaard out? I don't know. This is where it starts getting a bit political, people. So, I mean, if Partey is fit, then I'm playing him. But it, we're led to believe it's a bit touch and go with Thomas Partey, really and truly. And I don't think Jorginho should be dropped. But then Xhaka's a bit more of a physical man, even though Jorginho scores quite high for interceptions and things that transition. It's a tough one. So for me personally, I'm going to, do you know what? Jorginho shift over, man. Sometimes you just got to play players that are in good form. You've got Saka. Now on the left, uh, left-hand side and up front for me is where it gets a bit political. Do we go with the false nine of Trossard and what he provides? And, you know, the fact of they're going to have two banks of four. Obviously, Trossard is not going to just stand up front and things. Um, but the interchanging movement, this can disrupt their 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 defensive solidity. Solidity is the word I'm looking for. And rigidness, really. So do we go with a false nine? If Eddie and Ketty are has shaked off his knock. Do we go with, a, a, a you know, the conventional striker? On one hand, I don't. I think Trossard has to play. But do you go with that? Martinelli's been a bit so-so in his last few games. But he's always up for this. But then I swear you wish you could play 12, 13 players. Trossard's been good as well, man. Unfortunate to be denied a goal. Uh, you know what? Martinelli settings, man. Martin, but then again, Martinelli, like showed against Villa, could be an impact off the bench. That's what you could need. So you could go with Trossard. But my first intentions was Ramsdale, Gabriel, Saliba, Zinchenko, Benjamin White, Partey, Jorginho, Odegaard, Saka, Eddie Nketiah and Martinelli. That's probably what I'm aligned to, people. But again, there is a case of Zinchenko in midfield for Tierney. There is a case to just drop out Xhaka completely for Jorginho. There is a case, obviously, for Partey to, to not start as well as start. There's a case for Trossard and Martinelli to start. There's a case of Martinelli dropping. There's a case of Eddie playing. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Mikel keeps the same side. I wouldn't be against it necessarily. So why not really and truly, man? This might be a statement game to put pressure on City and put all future opponents on notice. I, I wouldn't quite say it's a statement game. I think it's a game we just need to win really, really and truly and just take our jobs, man. Jorginho Ra ain't a player you bring off the bench. He's a full 90 player. I disagree slightly. Start Partey because realistically you can rest him for Bournemouth and Sporting. I wouldn't rest him against Sporting personally. There is going to be rotation in the Europa League, but I'm not being funny. You know, we're at the latter stages of it. If it was the Champions League dire stages, there would be rotation, but we wouldn't for that. And again, I don't know where Sporting are in the league and things, but you have to respect the opponent. We can't just assume we make mass rotations and we win the game really and truly. Bournemouth, I agree, should be able to take the safety net of part A out and get out, get away with it against Bournemouth. But on one hand, you play your best players. But on the other hand, you know, you play, your, you know, you play informed players as well. I think Partey and Jorginho would be a strong pairing 
in the midfield. Keep that strong looking front free. Big up DG, big up yourself. Wingers and let them run at the defenders. I mean, we're going to have to, you know, you want Saka in behind. You want Martinelli in behind. In the last game against Everton, we didn't isolate our fullback, our, our wingers against their fullbacks. We didn't really put pressure on a defence that is struggling to score goals, fighting relegation. Midfield battle is clearly crucial and we got bullied across all aspects there, really. So we need to do something. Arsenal will have 70% of the ball, so Jorginho, 20 starts. We need to have a strong lineup against Sporting. You're right, man, you're right. But we need to deal with what's in front of us right now, people. Smash the like button if you have not done such already. Um, so it's a, it's a political one, really. But at the same time, I kind of do want Trossard. Yeah, you know, Trossard was doing all right there. It was interchanging movement. Sometimes Martinelli was... Well, well, it's not moving. Martinelli was filling in. Obviously, even Odegaard went over to the left-hand side watching the game again. Obviously, primarily operates in the half space. You've got Benjamin White going forward. You've got Saka kind of being narrow. You've got Odegaard in the pockets. You've got Martinelli and Trossard rotating. Obviously, the safety net of Partey would be there. Jorginho would be getting involved, as would Granite Xhaka if he's starting. Zinchenko, obviously, is Mr. Midfield, stepping everybody up because, well, obviously, it's a high-line team. And Benjamin obviously providing whips that's underlapping. So on one hand, I think keep the same lineup against Leicester. It's good problems, I guess. Because where we're not going to beat Everton physically, if they can't pick us up and they can't catch us and we we move quickly with the ball as well as without it, then we could put this game to bed, man. F Sporting, we need to win against Everton respectively. Arsenal won't sign Rice, but we'll sign someone better than him. Lesser the price is my guess. We'll have to see. Yeah, Odegaard should be linking up more on that left-hand side too. Exactly. And what I do like about Zinchenko is Arsenal, for the last few years, we're a bit of a weird team in that sometimes we're a very left-hand centric team. Sometimes we're a very right-hand centric team. Now we're kind of getting into that scenario where Zinchenko's offering something down the left. Probably does kill Martinelli and Trossard if they are out wide to a degree because, you know, they want to, you know, Trossard and Martinelli. Martinelli can take people on, you know, but Martinelli's game is based on coming inside plays, smart little one-twos running in behind. And obviously, if Zinchenko's going to go narrow, you kind of have to hold the width to a degree. So it's an interest. It's an in, it's an interest. It's an interesting one to have, really. What I would say is, can we score early? If we can score early, then they're low block, they're narrow and rigid team. It goes out the window because now they're going to have to go forward at some point. So it is what it is. That far post corner is going to screw us. Hopefully, we do our job, man. Hopefully, we do we do our job. Physical and we'll play a low block. We need to break down the low block by moving the ball quicker, finding the half spaces in front of the defenders through movement off the ball or hit the ball too. It will probably be Jorginho and Xhaka, yeah, because I'm a bit pessimistic in relation to Thomas Partey being available uh, to start the game against Everton. But if he's on the bench, fair enough. It's a half-decent player to close out the game if we do what we need to do, really. This is kind of what we've been asking for, battle for positions. Not saying we're at full capacity, but it's good to see players have to be in top form to secure a place in the starting eleven. Amen, really. Yeah, Rice scored a beauty of a goal. We will go over Mikel Arteta's press conference, but allegedly he said Partey again didn't train much. So Partey probably, probably... Is gonna is gonna be on the bench really and truly. So it probably will be Jorginho, Xhaka, and Odegaard in midfield. Which I need Odegaard, I need Xhaka, sorry, to get back to his form. Should we see specifically what the gaffer has said? Arteta has said he's aiming for a better display against Everton, his former club people. He said it's a case of doing things better than we did when we played them a few weeks ago and earning the right to win the game, which we didn't do at Goodison Park. Hopefully tomorrow we'll play much better than we did that day. We need to. It's like with any opponent, we showed the players what they do, what they're about, what we expect to try to, to beat them and nothing different. 
with Sean, it's quite clear what he's done and where the success that he's had is coming from. Tomorrow, we'll prepare the game in an appropriate way and a similar way to the away match. Fair enough. So, again, win your... Win, win your individual battles, win your collective battle. Sorry, win your individual battles, and the collective takes care of itself. Arteta then went on to say, We have to look at certain matches, what they do, and try to get the right tactics to beat them, as well as the same mentality and expectation of what we demand in the game. We can't control how the opponents are feeling or how they prepare for games. What we have to do is tomorrow, in front of our crowd, go full tint, go to win the game, play well, and compete really well against this team. Tomorrow, we expect to have the same support because with that, we're going to be closer to winning the game for sure. Amen, Gaffer. Every word Mikel has, has had to say. Trossard to bang too, hopefully. wonder if the Gaffer is using a strategy for part A to go off, to not to go off for international duties. I mean, I hear you, but he probably will go off and go now. You know, I wouldn't begrudge any player for going and playing for their country. Whether it's sensible or not at this time is another thing. Uh, on Thomas Partey, he hasn't trained much. He had a training session and he will train today. It is what it is, so probably he's not going to start. He was out for a few weeks and he needs to get back into rhythm. He then said on what happened to Saliba and Gabriel, which I think fans are doing too much. They are happy marriage. They love playing with each other, but they're really demanding of each other, which is good. Everything is fine. He then said he's got nothing to say on VAR against Leicester. What more at this point can the gaffer say? We all see it with our eyes. Um, again, we spoke on, we just offered this comment. We just saw this comment in relation to Everton. Um, we done. We saw that. On winning just once in six games against Sean Dice, we have to improve. So he's our arch nemesis. On a win, giving us 60 points after 25 games. If we do it, yes, but that means nothing because we still have another 14 games to play. There's still a long run. On if it's becoming more difficult to know what his best 11 is. We assess that situation every single day. The fact is we have options now. We have players coming back from injury, giving us alternatives, which is going to be crucial. Players can't maintain the same level for 10 months. It's just impossible. Amen. So where other players falter, other players pick up the pace. We need to change and we have to generate alternatives to be more unpredictable for opponents sometimes as well. We have those options now as displayed away at Leicester. Um, we've seen this as well. On whether he misses the post-match tradition of having a drink with the opposition manager. I haven't had that opportunity because after I joined two or three months later, we had COVID. COVID was probably a catalyst for losing that, tra that tradition, which is a shame because it was something special and generates a certain bond with managers. Maybe we can talk about it between us and get it back. On what, on how, sorry, he got the team back on form, we talked about the boxes. Football's played in the middle. It's a simple game. You need to score more more goals than your opponent in their box. You need to defend your box. If you don't show that efficiency and effectiveness, like Arteta said a few weeks ago, you find yourself in certain scenarios. We talked about the boxes. We have been much more efficient in both boxes. We cut out individual errors that cost us certain points in that period. The opponents play, and sometimes the opponents deserve to get sat out of the game. But certainly, I think our level and the way we have played hasn't dropped. On how opponents view Arsenal, I don't know. We can't control how opponents are feeling or how they prepare for the games. What we have to do is tomorrow in front of our crowd, go full tint, go to win the game, tilt, sorry, play well and compete really well against them. We already saw this comment about the Emirates crowd. On separate working, on separate work from family life to whatever this means. You can have difficulties and challenges in your job, which we do, especially when you lose. But when you are winning as well, because this job is so demanding, but you cannot destroy your life because of that. Your family, your friends, your loved ones and the people around you don't deserve to have their life affected in a negative way because you didn't win a football match. So that balance in my case was crucial, but you need some help. If someone paints that picture in front of you, because sometimes when you're in that position, it's not easy to see. Uh, he then spoke on Graham Potter. I don't quite want sympathy with the Chelsea gaffer, but I think he deserves time. Trust the process. Um, 
Absolutely, we are colleagues and we all know the pressure and the demands and the uncertainty that this industry is. At the end of the day, the ball has to go into the net and there are many factors that can prevent that are out of your control. I mean, six goals since November, Graham, but I don't, don't think that's the case. So I fully empathise because you suffer and you know how it is when you're going through those moments. Again, nobody condones fair criticism of anyone, any abuse and all these things that go beyond fair criticism on a football pitch. Nobody condones that uh, and we condemn that. And whether he likes our players challenging each other. I don't want robots. I want players with feelings, with passion, that they demand more from each other, that they have a chemistry. And those two, in brackets, Gabriel and Saliba, certainly have that chemistry on and off the field. I love that even when winning, they want each other to do better. And that's something that could be extended to the whole squad. On whether he's spoken to Saka about not getting decisions. We talk about every situation in the game and every moment that has an impact on the team or individually for him, he needs to cope with it. It's only going to get worse as you get better, Saka. On whether he tells him to come in from wide positions, there are many solutions. Of course, in the present day, the most productive wingers are more inside forwards. They're not hugging the touchline, per se. As you know, Kirio and Smithrow played in our 1-0 defeat to Chelsea's under-21s. Smithrow had a couple of nice touches, couldn't quite find a target with a couple of his roles. Kirio displayed some good passing and some good authoritative present to the younger players. It was, you know, shout out to Amari Hutchinson playing as well. But beyond that, there isn't too much. They got 45 minutes. So hopefully they're involved against Everton. We're going to need them in, in, in weeks to come. So hope, nice to see that they got one, two minutes. They're really good. Obviously, they needed some minutes. And at the moment, they haven't had much exposure for different situations. It was great to see them on the field because we're going to need them in the next couple of games. With the Europa League coming, you'd imagine Smith-Rowe would start. I don't know for Curio, but he's going to get chances. On possibly losing players that aren't getting many minutes in the summer. Probably. It's, a, it's something for everyone. I don't know. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about what's best for the team and the players who earn the right to play minutes. We're here to win games, not make friends. If you're not in the team, some people might be doing everything, but just right now is not the right time. Some players might be playing so well, it's just players are playing better. Sometimes it might be a tactical fit. You know, sometimes some players arguably are starting when they don't deserve to. There's many different reasons. Football's a game of opinions, but the collective comes first. I don't want players that are unhappy not to play. You know, we've got some good problems. Arteta's got some headaches with selection processes and definitely we're form of players. He said, I don't know. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about what's best for the team and the players who earn the right to play minutes that they all deserve. We're going to try and do that in the next couple of games. Anyone that don't ever hear, F off. Simple business, really and truly. What more is there to say on that regard? On Gabriel Jesus, Arsenal in huge Gabriel Jesus boost with injury date, uh, return date revealed as he recovers from World Cup KO. Arsenal have received some positive news ahead of Gabriel Jesus' return from injury. The Gunners forward has been sidelined since the World Cup break after picking up a knee problem while playing for Brazil and Qatar. Really is going to be like a new signing. Eddie Nketiah has come in to replace him as Mikel Arteta's men continue to fly high at the top of the PL table. But Arsenal supporters are keen to see Jesus back as soon as possible ahead of the running. And according to Football London, the club now expect him to return before the international break. Arsenal have six games in 19 days before a two-week layoff on the 19th of March. As you know, we host Everton tomorrow on Wednesday before another home game three days later at Bournemouth. So physically, it's now starting to ask a lot. Arsenal then travelled to Portugal for the Europa League last 16 tie against Sport Lisbon with an away game against Inform Fulham sandwiched in between the two legs. Smash the like button. Their final match before the international break then comes at home to Crystal Palace and the Gunners are hopeful Jesus will be able to play some part in those fixtures, people. The next five games, once again, Everton at home, Bournemouth at home, Sporting Lisbon away, Fulham away, Sporting Lisbon at home. 
Mikel Arteta said he's progressing really well, doing more and more on the field. The knee's not reacting, so it's really positive. We want him back as quick as possible, but also respecting the timescale that the doctors and specialists are giving us. Currently, Jesus has five goals and seven assists in 20 games. Hey, Eddie and Ketier and actually Trossard and everybody else has done what they've needed to do. Uh, let's see the actual article from Football.London and see if there's anything that can shed light on anything else, people. As we know, he's continuing his progress at London Coley. So it doesn't appear that there's necessarily anything else. Smash the like button, people. But that's that in relation to, you know, the preview of Arsenal versus Everton. Let me make a timestamp. Versus Everton. Jesus return date. A press conference. So, yeah, people are going to look at the transfer news in just a sec. But I feel like I'm airing you lot. Let me make some hyphens there because it looks a lot sexier what is the timestamp on that as well let's call it half an hour so yeah people say we do sign Latoro surely we can sell Eddie for good money right like 35 40 if you did sign Latoro Martinez for me then Balogun or Eddie one of you goes on loan one of you stays but let's just assume based on what we've seen this year I think you know Jesus you fly as high as you can you know keep doing what you're doing get back fit so you'd have Jesus Obviously, I do think, you know, Eddie and Ketty has done all right. If you're going to be a squad player, fair enough. Balogun, you know, you could, while I would like you to get an opportunity, you know, I want to keep your, your you know, your, your kind of good form going and your improvements going. So probably palm you out on loan again, either back to France with Reims because he's got stability there, or you'd probably want a team in France challenging in Europe and things he has been linked with Marseille. Ideally, you would like him to go on loan to a Premier League club. You know, if Crystal Palace keeps struggling to score goals, that could be something. So if you sign Latoura, I would want Jesus, Latoura and Eddie as part of our strikers. As you've seen so far this season, they're in, when everybody's fit and we, the season's kind of just started, you can kind of say, oh, this guy can't play, that guy can't play. But when you're in the thick of it, as you can see, you can never have too many players. And Arsenal need to have more players for next year. We're going to have to rotate more, assuming we're in the Champions League. I don't think we sign Latoura Martinez. I still think he's a quality player. Not as good as I used to think he was. He's more of a support act. But for the money they're going to want, I'm all for it if Mikel wants him. But, you know, and he is doing quite well in front of goal. But... Surely, I'm not saying there's anyone better or things like that, but maybe we could spend that that money in better aspects where you could find a striker with lesser profile for decent money. But, you know, you could sell Eddie Nketiah in theory to answer your question, Yoni, because he's become our first-trace striker in Jesus' absence. He's gone from being a peripheral figure to a squad rotation option. He's somewhat become an established Premier League player and a key part of Arsenal's team. I don't think we're going to sell him anytime soon, and I don't want to. I think Eddie's done all right. You've got to remember, he's got a new contract, so assuming you have to assume that you know these clubs that want to buy him are going to pay that. Variety, the spice of life. He's not a quite my cup of tea. Although Eddie has held his own, in all honesty, his four or five goals ain't going to have the door knocking unfortunately true it's mad gabby got injured in the world cup but didn't start yeah then gets injured and brazil get knocked out waste of bringing him and guess what who did it affect more brazil or arsenal i mean couple of players got injured that's the risk you take unfortunately it's that appreciate you s for heading over to youtube and smashing the like button one love to the twitch ones wasn't wanting him subbed in the first half at leicester because he missed a few passes but he grew into the game hope we can make the same adjustments to be everton amen VAR too chicken to draw lines in our games now. I've noticed. Hey, listen, I'm done with VAR, innit? Like, we all know my thoughts. I know you lot's thoughts. It's a joke thing. And then again, Spurs were superb against Chelsea. But I watched the game again. And Eric Dyer's got hands all over people. So, I don't know why from one corner or one goal scenario, 
that's not contact. I don't know why Benjamin's not been not been done harsh, harsh against. Fair enough. If you think Benjamin's found the protected keeper association member ward, then fair enough. But then there's more contact on, on Saka being brought down. We go back to Southampton. We should have had a penalty. We look at United. Martinelli could have had a goal. All I could say, Brentford, VAR should have done its job. All I would say is, wow we should be able to win, lose or draw and have faith that the refs are doing their job. Can we control the variables we can control? Because if I'm honest with you, against Southampton, against Man United, against Brentford, we didn't necessarily do that. We did against Leicester, you know. We can we can just talk about Benjamin White and Trossard's disallowed goal and Saka's pen is cool because we got three points. On another day, we might be looking at that differently. So what I would say is, can we just control the variables? We have to have that Sunday league for any of you that played Sunday league, rightly or wrongly, you know the refs are bugging out. So do what you need to do on the pitch, really. And at times when VAR has done us dirty, we haven't necessarily done that if we're completely real. VAR isn't going to give us anything. I don't know why. There's no consistency. But let's just get on. But man are getting rugby tackled. And even if we go back to Saka, we know he's an adorable young man. But, you know, if we look at Tyrell Mings, if, you know, Tyrell Mings knew he had to set him up when we played when we played there. But if we look at our away from home, but if we go back to the home game, Saka's getting bear-hugged by Donny. It don't make sense. So I don't know what to say anymore, people, other than can we control it? I mean, Lee Mason is just a puppet, bro. That is just a puppet. It's a different dog saying toilet sort of thing, really. You know, I, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist and I'm moving away from Arsenal at this moment. There's never go I hope to be wrong. I really do. But there's never going to be consistency in refereeing in this country. There's never going to be consistency in VAR decisions because they don't want it. Us lot are waffling about it. The, you know, the BTs, the Sky Sports, the pundits, everybody's talking about it. You wheel out the ex-refs and, and them things there. They want this to be a talking point. It adds to the entertainment product of the Premier League. They don't want consistency. There's too much money in this game for the players, let alone the fat cats. There's too much money. There's too much eyes. There's too much specialists in, employed in this whole thing of the Premier League or football to be getting these things wrong consistently. So uh, is it genuine mistakes or is it like that via design? Either way, let's just do what we need to do on the football field, innit? And we're laughing. But yeah, keep your opinions coming. PGMOL not getting any funds from us to get the decision probably. Amen. We need to have a start paying them. The only time they, they seem to do their jobs is when they're issuing fines to Arsenal Football Club. But my word, you know, we're, we're the only club to be fined for appealing a penalty against Oxford and all these things. It's crazy. Big fan of Milinkovic, but I'd go for a younger profile unless we want to make a real run at all four trophies next year. To be fair, 28, 27, 28. You've got years in your lad. DG, you think Jesus will, at, will be at least bench for us? Not against Everton. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know, really. You know, I don't think he'll be on the bench against Bournemouth. I don't think he'll be on the bench against Everton. You know, I hope for Fulham, but I don't think that. You know, and as much as I want Jesus back, we need to take our time. Guys have to come back when they're fit. There's no point coming back for one week. You bust your leg again. You're out for three weeks now because we've done quite well in Jesus' absence, but we missed the man. And obviously, as we get towards the end of the season, we need momentum, whether that's players picking up form or someone like Jesus giving us a new lease of life. One thing I have liked this season, because since Arteta has been here, there has been times he's rushed even Granite Xhaka, Partey, Tommy Asu back, and they've come back, got injured again. Maybe because we're, we're doing something different in the medical department, maybe we've learned our lessons, but we're taking our time, even to a degree, Smith Rowe as well, really, with Smith Rowe, with Tommy Asu, with Partey, and anybody else. You know, Jesus, 
my guess is if Jesus, you know, if it was just up to Jesus, I think he's on the bench tomorrow, really. You know, he does see, you've all seen the viral clips when he's at the ground and he's speaking and, and things like that. He seems like he's ready to be back. But at times you need to save the player from himself and Arteta needs to lose a battle of not having Jesus to collectively win the war. Again, you want him back sooner rather than later. You definitely want him back for it for the April May running. You know, what I would say is, can we sign the next one as well? We all miss Gabby Jesus, man. Yeah, he's a squad player. I want Eddie around, but let's be real, he's not a 20-goal-a-season striker. I hope he turns into that, but right now he's not that. But again, I wouldn't say it sounds dumb, but goals aren't necessarily the most important of a striker in Mikel Arteta's system. Obviously, man want to score goals. Um, guys want to score goals. Guys want to play well, but it's all the pressing. It's all the defending. It's all these other things, so which Eddie kind of gets a blind. He, Eddie has missed a couple of chances. He should score. He's not all the way there yet, but he's also bagged some. He's also played well without necessarily scoring, and he's also, you know, scored some crucial goals for this football club. He didn't score, but I, for me, Eddie and Ketty's best game, it's not really his best game, probably United, but his best game is Fulham at home because he came off the bench and really helped us turn that game around. He should have even scored in that game. He's a squad player rotation option until he shows anything more, really, which he's gone from being a peripheral figure to now first-choice striker on, on paper right now. You know, Trossard, I'm sure Arteta is flirting with Martinelli through the middle, Trossard through the middle, the rotation options and all of that. But, you know, you heard Arteta say, Eddie's picked up a little bit of a knock. We put him on the bench because he's picked up a knock and we've got games to come. So maybe, you know, you come off the bench, got some minutes against Leicester. You have a recovery session, couple of days training, and maybe he starts against Everton, really. Eddie's the only traditional striker we have in the team, really. The only striker that's... Even Jesus don't really do it to a degree, even though he can stand there. And Eddie's kind of... you know, In an Arteta system, you have to kind of put work the channels and drop deep. But Eddie's going to stand next to the centre-halves. Trossard and Martinelli, that's not their game plan. They're not really going to do that consistently. So whether we bring in an next striker or not is another thing. But I, I I do think some fans are unnecessarily harsh on Eddie Nketiah. To be honest, I was really impressed with how he adjusted in the return fixture against Man United, who was in arguably better form than when we played them at, at Old Trafford. Amen. And there were still many things we could learn from that game. But yeah, facts. What else have we got? Yeah, Rice scored a banger. Rice is a quota player. If, De if Arteta wants Declan Rice, bring him. Is he going to be overpriced? Of course. And by that logic, overrated, of course. But Ben White was that at a time. 50 million off one Premier League season. If you do your job and you prove yourself vital to the team, no one cares about the price tag. No one cares. Obviously, even Van Dijk gets a lot of criticism for Liverpool, definitely where they find themselves at now. But no one talks about his price tag, which was overpaying at the time, if you ask Liverpool, uh, you know, would they have liked to pay that? And Alisson in goal, but nobody cares when you do your job. This is the reality now. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying you need to overpay for the sake of it because it's not sustainable. But you either accept that everybody knows Premier League teams have money. Everyone's trying to rob everybody. You overpay if you're 100% convinced, Had, which would have been the case if we signed, what's his name? I remember that Chelsea Ukrainian winger they bought. Is he a winger? Is he a left back? All I, whenever they talk about him, I just see him doing deadlift and all these things. We don't talk about that crap player. But you know, you would have had to overpay for him. We're going to pay for overpay for Declan Rice. Had we have got Caicedo, we'd have been overpaying. So you either do that, you either find these players like what Brighton do before they become household names, or you sit around moaning. The choice is Arsenal's. So you just have to keep it moving in that regard. If I'm completely honest with you, lot of people. So, honestly, not a clue. Don't forget, people, at 4.30, I'm going to be live with Babs. Uh, tomorrow, we're obviously watching Arsenal against Everton. Hella content to come from you lot. I need to get the loan report out. I've been typing it up, people. I'm, I've, you lot have been on to me about that. 
uh, I will drop an under-21s reaction. You can watch that game. The Chelsea, it's, it's on Chelsea's YouTube channel. Not quite as amazing as people are making out. But, yeah, man, make sure you're here. Content, content, content. And thank you very much for listening at this moment in time, you know, offering your opinions and all of that good stuff, people. Boost the YouTube algorithm. Twitch gang, you're amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Savage over Rice, please. We should have already gotten this guy in January. Two different sorts of guys, though. Like, Rice could be here long-term. I do think Arteta would probably make him a bit more expensive than people believe, but that's your party. You'd imagine Milinkovic-Savic would kind of take Xhaka's place or be in that. I'm all for pro pro proper problems because I think, to, you know, I've been saying it since I've started YouTube. We need to address midfield and I think this summer enough's enough. If we want to have a, a give a decent account of ourselves next season, both in the Premier League and definitely the Champions League, assuming we're there, Midfield needs to be addressed. I like what El Nene brings. I like what Xhaka brings. I like the option of Odegaard long-term eights. Inchenko getting in the mix. Fabio Vieira starting to give Arteta some problems, like the man said himself. Like what Jorginho's brought to the table. Partey is Thomas Partey. When he's fit, he's quality. You know, again, when he's fit. And whether you can rely on him on 38-plus games is another case. But I do think we could do with two midfielders. I don't know how it all works out, but I do think we could deal with that. If I'm completely honest with you, so... It is what it is. Let's be honest, we'll be outbidded for Rice. I mean, if we'll get outbidded for Rice, so be it. But Rice, Neves, Zubabendi, Manu Kone, uh, Telemans, I'm just saying, Savage, I'm just saying random midfielders at this point. Anyone, whether they're at eight or a six, if you get outbidded, keep it moving because that happens to everybody. We can't sit here and say we tried. See, Mudrik in training this week looks, looks sharp training hype. I've done a couple of videos with a couple other young players at Arsenal and they said El Nene looks lit in training. Not to give El Nene a trade, that's my guy, but training hat, you're a professional footballer. You should be wavy in training. <laughs> oh, that's his name, Mudrik. I don't know them man there. Like, I, I, I remember when he was linked with Arsenal, allegedly. Like, I, I can't verify he was linked with Arsenal. We might have pumped fake Chelsea. I saw the Shakhtar gaffer come out and say, or the, the chairman and them man come out and say he's only behind Vinicius and Mbappe and Neymar. I don't see that. Whenever you talk about Mudrik, man, talk about, oh, he runs, he runs so fast in 11 seconds. Me, he duns. Me, he duns. He's got a seven, eight-year contract. Don't worry, man. He's going to win Vitesse player of the season in a couple of years, man. The agendas have to agend. I'm not a hater. I am for Mudrik because you should have shut your mouth and stopped working for Arteta. Oh, what a good coach. Anyone seen the boohoo Beckham, Beckenbauer clip where he says training is his favourite part of the day and Trussard starts smoking, starts smirking. The man says smoking. He hates football. <laughs> I mean, some men are like that. And nine times out of ten, the best players hate training. Eden Hazard hated training. Some men are lit in training and rubbish on match day. Some men are rubbish in training and lit on match day. Some men are just lit all the time. It all depends. Deadlift and dances and TikToks. He's needy, man. Gang, gang, I meant to vote no. I reckon he's a decoy going for Chelsea. Running in behind space hype. I said it from it. Bro, they did what Arsenal fans did. A little dribble. At least Pepe did it against Van Dijk. little dribble against a seven-year-old Milner. He went and played left back when Cucurella came off. A man are telling me he's messed. I do think Mudrik will find his feet and will become lit, but I'm enjoying every second of his demise right now. Welcome to the big boy leagues, player. I feel the refs who are doing VAR are being paid brown envelopes to make wrong decisions consistently every game. They're not. Only when it's something extreme like Arsenal the other day, then, you know, if a player plays rubbish, he might get dropped. If a manager does something shaky, he might lose his job. Referees are constantly rewarded with bigger games. It's only when there's enough noise that apologies start rolling out, people start getting dropped. And nine times out of ten, it's not even a dropping. Like, you're just not going to ref for two weeks. 
the dust settles, there's another problem somewhere else or there's another talking point and then it is what it is, people. Refereeing, just like journalists. Journalists, you don't, you get onto a journalist, they start crying. Remember in the North London derby a few years ago in the build-up, fair journalists were dissing Mesut Ozil, doing Arsenal starting 11s with no Arsenal players, dissing Mesut Ozil. Mesut Ozil said, yeah, we went and won the game, he added them and the guy started crying, like, oh, why are you getting at me? If you talk nonsense, get onto you. I'm no different. You know, I don't, you know, I'm just a football fan. I don't say I know everything or whatever, but if I'm chatting-ish, I'm going to say you're chatting ish. Like, so why should the refs be protected? The only people more protected than referees are goalkeepers, as you've seen. Well, you know what? I bet Ramsdale don't get that foul. Funny enough. I bet if the shoe's on the other foot, Ramsdale is not getting that foul against him. Milinkovic, Savage, Partey, Odegaard, a man can only dream. Dream is free. The house was sold separately. And remember, people, the goal against us in the Emirates where Douglas Luiz scored from the corner, bro. That was crazy. DG, Milinkovic or Rice? Zubabendi, really, but I would say Declan Rice. I like Milinkovic-Savic, but I don't buy the rumours into it. I do think Declan Rice would be overpriced, but if Arteta wants him to get it done, he's English and all them things there. I do like Declan Rice. I think he's a lot better technically than people give him credit for, really. Bring him to the carpet, man. Zubamendi for me, would be the one, but get it done. I think the midfield should have that 26 to 28-year-old age profile, seasoned, experienced, cool-headed, anchor the team better. I'm with that. I'm with that if that can be done. Maybe it's like that, more hype, more money. I, I don't know for this Milinkovic thing. What I would say is he'll be available for a lot cheaper than the 120-odd million euros they were talking because he's contracted until 2024. They could let him run down his deal, play a game, try sell him next January. If you're them, ironically, Declan Rice, Ruben Neves, uh, Milinkovic, Savic, maybe this is why we're linked with these players. If you're the selling club, you need to make a decision. It's completely different, but it's like us with a couple of our players. You know, Pepe's deal's running down. Decisions got to be made over that. Cedric as well, because as much as Arsenal are doing well, if Fulham don't buy Cedric, for example, you've got a third choice right back on 100 bags. You've got Pepe earning whatever he's earning. You hope respectfully to uh, Pablo Marie, big him up for obviously a few months ago, he went through a madness and he's back playing. If Monza don't stay up in Serie A, he's going to come back. And when you start adding these resources up, we're moving mad really and truly. Uh, Serie A, in fact, let me see the Italian league table, man. Come on, I'm all Monza fans for a season. Come on, Monza. I know you got this, man. I know you lot are staying up. I know you lot are not in relegation. Hey, Monza, 11th. My team, my team. Come on. Pablo Maria is sick over there. You don't want to come and play Champions League for Arsenal. It's dead. McAllister or Rice, though. Two different players, but I'm on the McAllister hype. I didn't see it at first, but I'm with that, especially because he could play eight. Zuba Mendy is like Jorginho with some PMP. Bring him. Stories of Hazard being the worst training done. Yeah, bro, look at Ronaldinho. You, Ronaldinho must have turned in half, you know, with a bottle of empty Henny in his hand. You think Ronaldinho's training, doing training well? Really? Personally, we need to dodge Martinez. I don't watch Serie A, but whenever I see Latoura, he's been dead food. He's a support act. For a certain fee, I'd, I'd, I'd entertain it. But for these sort of things, I think we could spend money. And to be honest, I don't really buy the Latour or Martinez to Arsenal rumours. I do think there's an admiration. I do think there is a reality you could sign him. But I just think, it, you know, it comes because Inter Milan are broken. When you look at all the teams in the top six, we're all going to start getting linked with the same players for a variety of different reasons, contexts and things. But if you just look at Spurs, Spurs, Arsenal, Man United, Man City, uh, Liverpool, you could say all of these clubs need a striker. Well, definitely not City, but you get the point. All of us need a centre mid. So this is where these rumours are going to come from, people. 
keep you up is all day with Dino in training. Come on, man. You think Dino's doing anything proper? One thing no one saw was Danny Ceballos being a Real Madrid fan favourite. Big him up for that. Everyone's thoughts on being linked with Sterling. I mean, probably the bolt's gone with Raheem Sterling. I would have, you know, I'd still take Sterling because Arteta's worked with him. He's experienced, you know, can play as a false nine, can play through the middle, can play on the right. I'm not really for that. But he's going to want to be probably one of the top earners at the football club because, you know, Saka's going to get 200 bags. Declan Rice, allegedly 200 bags if he signs for Arsenal. Saliba's going to get a decent deal. Martinelli's got a decent deal. You've already got some decent earners on the wage bill. You know, and at this age, it doesn't make sense for Sterling. Premier League proven, all of that sort of stuff, really. Um, but I just think the bolt's gone for Sterling. And you've just you've just you've just signed, really, you just signed for, for Chelsea. You know, there's a bag of players Chelsea need to sell before Raheem Sterling. So I don't quite buy that, if I'm honest with you. Bring me rice because he can play six and eight. I hear that would take Sterling. Let's not even mention Maradona. Come on, man. RIP Maradona. <laughs> But yeah, I would take Sterling, but then he would further complicate the left-hand side. It's like, you know, he can play off the right and a couple of men can play off the right. We see Martinelli play well off the right, but it's really just Saka by himself. And you can force it and say Nelson, but he's not talking to Saka. Off the left, you could say Nelson's more likely to play on the left than the right. Martinelli's obviously there. Fitzsmith-Rose can play there. Trossard's now coming and could go there, forcing it. But if you bring in another striker, Jesus might move out wide and he goes there. Had we have brought in Mudrick, I don't know if we would have brought Trossard as well, but that would have been enough left-winger there. If Sterling comes in, I'm for it. You know, and there's enough game time and all of that. And as I said, people can move in and, and play in other roles, but... I would, I'd prefer a striker that can play both flanks or really just move for someone who's a bit stronger on the right-hand side. But I'm having Sterling, you know, runs in behind a lot, you know, would could, could cook really, former Arteta player. Don't think he's giving up on his Chelsea future. Now, in Chelsea, to be honest with you, whatever you say about Sterling, there's a bag of players that probably need to leave before him. And I don't know this because I don't work for Arsenal, but you surely when we were dealing with Zinchenko or dealing with Jesus, we must have indirectly Ark City, what are you saying for Raheem Sterling? Maybe even Ark Sterling himself. We weren't in the Champions League at the time and no one foresaw that. That's why, you know, at the time you saw him link with Chelsea, Arsenal and Spurs and he weren't on it with us. He had admiration for what Arteta is doing. He, he, he won love to Conte, but that man had Champions League. So, don't think it's a thing really and truly if I'm, if I'm honest with you. So, we'd have to really see. Big up you lot, elite talking points, people. Martinez for anything less than 30 million is bad business. Giroud probably going to go Fulham. Should get his way to Crystal Palace, really. They need a striker. That could be you. 71 likes, people. We're flirting with 100. Cam, one love for, for sweeping up the nonsense. I see that. I think we need an attacker, two midfielders and a right back in the summer and we're good to go. I hear that. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Keep your thoughts coming, man. Very enjoyable live stream, people. In terms of live streams, 4.30, I'm going to be live with Babs, which is across YouTube and Twitch. Smash the like button on that. Turn on your notifications. Tomorrow, we're obviously watching Arsenal versus Everton. Before that, though, I think it should be at 2 p.m. I'm going to have Fabrice Mwamba, where we'll I'll ask him about, you know, when last did I have him? We probably did talk about the Villa game, but we'll definitely talk on Leicester. We'll talk on Arsenal, Everton, and we'll talk about anything you lot have to say, people. Really, did you watch Kirio last night? Yeah, a couple of good passes, really. It weren't. I think fans are overdoing it. No disrespect to him. I just think it was a low-key affair between Arsenal and, and, and Chelsea. couple of half chances. Both teams kind of limited the space. We kind of fell apart in the second half. It was a bit woeful and you know, woeful, sorry. And it was, you know, Bradley Ibrahim kind of made a mess of the clearance and they took advantage of it, really. But, you know, Smith-Rowe looked a bit raw and rough and, and what's the word like? 
out of sorts to it. Out of sorts, not the right word. Just, just not as sharp as he could be. You know, good, good balance, good little pockets of space. Had a couple of shots that didn't go wide, but I'm not dissing him. I don't expect a man to be fit. You've not been fit for about six months, maybe more now. Well, going back to August, definitely you haven't been fit really. And getting fit is one thing. Like, unfortunately, with Smith Rowe, man, for stay fit, but. For what it's worth, I think Kirio had some good touches, showed some good passing display. I think, obviously, he's still young, but he's significantly more experienced than his colleagues, really. Um, shout out Hubert and Go. I wonder if they spoke in Polish with each other. Um, but he, you know, regardless of, you know, the, I only mentioned language for communication, especially in the defence, but you could see Kirio talking, telling his fullbacks, telling his centre mids what to do, showed a good passing range, brought out the ball from the back on of a couple of occasions, but nothing else really of note. And I've just alluded to Smith Rowe, but nice to see them get their little minutes in the 45 that they had. We're going to need them in, week, in, week, in weeks to come, really, and truly games to come better yet. You'd imagine both players are in contention to play in the Europa League. Definitely Smith Rowe. I'd imagine Kirio starts, but I say no, purely because away from home, it might be a big arc in, in sport in Lisbon. Last 16, it's almost a baptism of fire, but your time will come. We probably signed you on a four or five year deal. You've been here for four or five weeks. It must be frustrating because you was playing at Spazia, but... This is this is this is the levels really and truly. So yeah, nice to see them that they got 45 minutes. Crucially, come through it unscathed as well. Hopefully, they're both on the bench. Obviously, against 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 Chelsea. I don't I, I don't know why has Nelson picked up another knock. Obviously, Nelson weren't on the bench um, against against Leicester. I would have thought maybe he could have got two two minutes as well because he probably needs game time more than them. And there probably was a couple of others, but you know the club know what they're doing. Really, but encouraging, encouraging little minutes. Nothing really beyond that of note. Rice over Zubamendi for me. I have questions of Zubamendi on the ball. I hear that, but I think Declan Rice a lot better than him in that regards. But I'm happy with either one. I say Zubamendi car is cheaper, in it. Like you activate the release clause, you get your guy. Zubamendi, Onano, Kaiseido. Zubamendi first, then Kaiseido. But I do like Onano, and we did scout him when he was at Lille, so I don't know why we did or didn't go for him. Sterling had serious numbers there for a couple of seasons. And it's a, a game of numbers. You sign Sterling. I think Sterling's got the potential to get double figures in the Premier League for us. You know, you marry that in with what Martinelli, Saka, Fitzsmith-Rowe, Jesus and Eddie with their minutes relative. Odegaard finding his feet. Even Granite started the season. Goals win games. And I do think we need to keep doing that. But we're spreading the goals out, really. Saliba's chipped in with one as well. You know, spare a thought for Benjamin White. Zinchenko as well, you know, waiting on Benjamin White to score. I don't even know how to celebrate. It's a no for me on Sterling. He's past his best bit. Oh, I say past his best, but I hear that. Keep the thoughts coming, people. He scrolled away up. I feel like I've missed stuff. Our midfield would be patterned for a minute. Imagine Milinkovic, Savic and Rice. That's going to cost you what, let's just assume it's true. And they say 40 million for Milinkovic, Savic. Then you're looking at 75 to 80 to 100 for Rice. It's peas. Without even discussing any other areas, Mikel Arteta really and truly wants to address in his team. But we're going to have to. Maria's calm. Monza staying. I hear that. Smash the like button, folks. DG, what do you think about selling Smith Rowe in the summer? What do I think about that? Dead that. Forget that. None of that. That's my number 10. He signed a new deal. Soon be back. Be fit. Forget all of that. Forget all of that. Forget all of that. Forget all of that. There'll be a day where we'll bring in new centre mids. Odegaard will move into that eight. Smith Rowe could also play as a rotating eight, but we'll be the 10. Forget it. Smith Rowe doesn't leave. Smith Rowe leaves. We riot. But we do need him to stay fit. And it just shows, you know... Being a footballer, really, because Smith Rowe had a whirlwind of a season last year. Him and Saka, double figures. Obviously, it was this is a disappointing end for us collectively, but 
come through the academy, playing week in, week out, delivering, becoming the number 10, you know, taking pictures with Dennis Burkham and Henri, you know, one of the first names on the sheet, even when he was on the bench, was a super sub. Unfortunately, you know, in the same way, if there's sunshine, there's going to be rain. He hasn't been able to, to be fit and he's not been able to stay fit, not been able to take any real part in a great season for us. Obviously, Martinelli's finessed you for your spot and ran ran with that. This is the scenario, really. In the same way, Saka and Smith Rowe nailed down their spots because other people are messing about. But I back him to, you don't become a good or bad player overnight. Smith Rowe will be all right, man. He'll be all right. If Smith Rowe has another season like this, the conversation has to be had. Dead that. Smith Rowe for life. Dead that. Dead that. Zaha, Myth. That, you know, I'd rather buy Sterling. That thing's gone as well. We need a proper right back in the summer. White is good, but he ain't a right back. Long term, I reckon he moves back to centre half, but he's got he's he's cool there for now, man. But I'm all for different options. When will Jesus return? Allegedly, just before slash after the international break. I guess no one knows. Yeah, when these boys peak, we are going to be lit in the future. Be lit. The future is now, though. These lads are doing it now. True. Yeah, Smith Rowe stays for me. Why would you sell the better homegrown version of Mudrick? Nah, he's better than Mudrick. Mudrick is Mudrick even a real footballer? I haven't seen him play a game for Chelsea. I've seen Smith Rowe do it against Chelsea. I've seen him do it against United. I've seen Smith Rowe get score a goal for England. I've never seen Mudrick. What we praise him, man, for doing it against Celtic. I hear that. I've never seen Mudrick play. As I said, that man's a weightlifter. That man's a sprinter. He should be a, a triathlon athlete or something. I'm sure you know. When's the next Olympics? I'm sure you can do your thing for Ukraine. We need ballers. The agenda against him will never stop. I wouldn't say Smith Rowe reminds me of Wilshere, but I'm here for that. It's like the RB loved him as a player, though. We would be, he would be the next four, but injuries ruined him. But I, 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 without looking, I'm pretty sure Smith Rowe's been significantly more fit a lot of the time than in contrast, Musa the well, not Musa the RB Abu the Abi, really. So I think you're doing him a bit dirty. Should we look at what the transfer news is saying, people? Really, and Eddie record numbers for the under 21s. I don't know what that means, but shout out to him for doing that, man. Need to see that correlate in the full game. But well, yes, Mudrick's never done transfer news. Let's see exactly what's being said. Let me just close some tabs. Close that. Close that. Slap that over there. Slap that there. Slap that there. Slap that there. Let's see what. Oh, sorry, people. Let's just make sure we're not missing anything. See what Google is saying. Is there anything new? Lie to me, say Jude Bellingham has said, forget everyone. He wants Arsenal. Hmm. I mean, yeah, Tavares, Tavares was, was absolutely shoddy against PSG, but that's Tavares, though, man. Stop talking to me about him scoring goals and all these things. Move that over there, move that over there, move that over there. Let's go, people. Smash the like button. Let's get into it. Do you reckon if we win the league, we'll lose a few players to Real Madrid in, in the window? Who, though? Our players are going to be wanted by the best teams in the world, as they are with Saka, Martinelli, etc. Let's start with... Let's not start with that, actually. Let's start properly. Allegedly, Thomas Partey is still a doubt to start Arsenal's crucial Premier League clash with Everton on Wednesday, with Gunners boss Mikel Arteta admitting the 29-year-old needs to get the rhythm after returning from a fire injury against Leicester. I mean, it was crazy seeing him run down the right wing, didn't it? It was crazy. Specifically, Arteta has said he hasn't trained much. He's only had a session. He will train today. So it is what it is. He was out for a few weeks and he needs to get the rhythm. Don't think he said anything else. 
We spoke about Saliba and things, but we went over that, people. Romano gives worrying update on special Arsenal players amid contract fears. Let's see exactly what was said. Romano has revealed that contract talks are not advanced between Granite Xhaka and Arsenal, despite reports, people. There has been rumours he would sign a two-slash-three-year extension. Uh, he has told court offside talks are not advanced between Xhaka and Arsenal for the moment, despite reports suggesting otherwise. Deals for Bakayo, Saka and William Saliba are said to take precedent with Granite Xhaka's contract situation having taken a back seat. Apparently, he's next on the list, people, and it will take some time. Really. So we'll have to see exactly what is being said there. What is, can we click this hyperlink? Oh, it's behind a paywall. This is baffling. Forget all of that then. Forget all of that. What's this? Giroud could return to the Premier League with four clubs interested in the Frenchman. I don't think Arsenal's one of them. I don't know if you lot would take them taking people, let me know. But this report has stated that he wants to move back to London and he's drawing interest from West Ham, Fulham, Crystal Palace, and Brentford people. He's got a wealth of experience, he's won a wealth of stuff. Well, Man United considering a shock move for the former Arsenal with Chelsea striker Olivier Giroud. Not too sure that's the case, people. Chuba Akpom's been in great form in the championship. No surprise, he's being targeted by Premier League clubs. Whether he's able to replicate 13 goals in 19 championship appearances this term, I don't know. Michael Carrick, the former Man United midfielder, is also doing quite well as a manager now. Uh, Ian Wright says, one Arsenal player has really struggled since Gabriel Jesus' injury. I think there's some substance to this, people. Arsenal are straining every senior. I don't know what that means. Yes, we have Jesus coming back, which will then hopefully fire up Martinelli even more because our left-hand side has missed Jesus. He would interchange with Martinelli. He would get inside and we would get a little bit more going on the, our left-hand side. And I think Trussard and Martinelli linked up quite well. I shown with the goal where Martinelli's on his bike before Gabriel's pass has even met Trussard. And once that comes back, maybe we could start scoring more goals again and getting those goals and chances that we need to score just to give us a little bit more breathing space in the game. Because I don't think from now in City are going to be are going to relent, which is true, man. That City will drop more points, so we will we, but I can't really see it. Apparently, we're linked with Paqueta. West Ham despair as Arsenal ramp up interest in big talent who joined West Ham last summer. I mean, we could have done it there and then. I don't think we will, people. But according to reports from Spain, Arsenal are believed to be very interested in making a move for Paquel. We know we've got admiration in the player, but it's not really a skill set we necessarily need. You can play as an eight, but, you know, you'd probably play him as a 10 in, in an Arsenal team. And you've obviously got Martin Odegaard, and he can play out wide. You've obviously got Martin Odegaard, Trossard, Smith-Rose, Zinchenko, Vieira, probably missing out a bunch of other players as well, people. Um, really. So I'm not too sure with that, but we've been linked with Paquetto. I don't think that makes sense. They paid 51 million. He's got a contract until 2027. If West Ham get relegated, then of course a lot of people could be sold. But it is what it is. Arsenal are hopeful of good news on the injury front. We've just spoken about Partey. Once again, where Jesus is concerned, apparently Arteta did not provide an update on Jesus during Tuesday's press conference and mid-reports that the striker finally has a return date. Uh, an initial three-month time, time frame was reported after his injury. Uh, apparently, you know, Arteta said he's progressing well. He's doing more and more on the field. The knee's not reacting, so it's really positive. We want him back as quick as possible, but also react, respecting the time, the time scale that the doctors and specialists are giving us. There's some reported people um, that Jesus could be back just before the international break. So read into that what you want. Apparently, Mikel Arteta was quite annoyed with Nuno Tavares. Arteta often annoyed with Arsenal man's behaviour. That's why he allowed summer deal on top of him just being crap. Fair, fair enough. Allegedly, people, it wasn't great to put it bluntly. And a lot of that had to do with the... Well, this is in relation to his terrible performance against pa Paris Saint-Germain. 
Where is the comment? Arteta and his staff were often annoyed with his behaviour and that's why they agreed to let him go to Marseille. However, Arsenal did so without an option to buy as they didn't want to include one, perhaps knowing a good season abroad could change him. Yeah, change him from 8 million to 16 or so and keep it moving, bring in an XF back. He's not the truth. I want to be wrong, but he's not good. Apparently, Bakayo Saka signing a new contract would be a game changer at the Emirates Stadium, according to Dean Jones. Specifically, what have you said? I think a contract extension for him would be a game changer for Arsenal because it would deter those top clubs that have been keeping an eye on him. It also showcases to other top players that Arsenal is one of the best places to be right now. That's great, but not quite the headline. Arteta's pushed about Tierney sell talk. He has said when asked about the lack of game time for players, I don't know. I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking about what's best for the team and obviously the players with the right with the right to play minutes, which they all deserve. We're going to try and do that in the next couple of weeks. Fair enough. Arteta wants us to be more unpredictable, he has said. The fact we have options now that we have players coming back from injury is going to be crucial because players cannot maintain the same level for 10 months. It is just impossible. We need to change and be more unpredictable and we have those options now. Fair enough, Gaffer. I hear that. Arsenal target ready for big move as attractive 17 million star makes admission about transfer desire. This is in relation to Jen Jesper Limstrong. Uh, apparently, yeah, it doesn't really say anything else really though, apart from the fact that we know we're linked with him. What has he said himself though? Nothing. So we've been linked with Limstrong. Arsenal are monitoring Raheem Sterling's situation at Chelsea with Mikel Arteta interested in a reunion as club prepares for return to Champions League football. Arsenal are reportedly contemplating a move for Raheem Sterling in the summer. As we know, Chelsea are expected to let players go. Mikel Arteta has worked with him before. Used Tavares as a left winger. Nah, G. Nah. I hear you, but nah, G. If, nah, nah. Arsenal reportedly keeping an eye on Chelsea winger Raheem Sterling once again, people. Apparently, 90 minutes have claimed he's on the radar. I mean, for his wages, for the fact that he's just joined Chelsea, I don't think this is a this is a factor. I don't think Chelsea are going to let him go. He's believed to be content at Chelsea, but the Blues will no doubt have to let some players go at the end of the season after their recent big spending. He just signed for 50 million and he's probably on big wages. So what wages is he going to want? What are Chelsea trying to recoup? He would stay in London. He is a player Mikel has, has known about. You know, and worked with before, but that boat seems to have left us. Celta Vigo, Starlet, Gabri Vigo, you know, the under-21 Spanish international is drawing a lot of plaudits. The 20-year-old is being looked at by Man United, Arsenal, Barcelona and Real Madrid. He's quite decent. Uh, we've known this before. We're set to battle it out with Man United to sign in people. He's been a shining light so far this season. I don't, Fabrizio Romano said it's not one that will happen anytime soon. But according to Spanish outlet AS, both clubs have expressed an interest in Vega, whose Celta fans have labelled a, a revelation after his performances this year. The report also states that a Liga outfit are hopeful of netting a club record fee for the attacker. Their current record is 18.5 million, so we'll have to see people really and truly. But if we could do some shopping, why not, people? Tierney is the target by Premier League rivals. We only, I swear it was only Newcastle. Fair enough, though, Tierney. Do what makes you happy, bro. Let's start closing some of these tabs. The candy for the English league. 40 million euros release clause Vega has, people. So that's behind the payroll, but that says it all there. Arsenal are plotting two sensational signings to bolster their attack ahead of a push for the Champions League next season. Liverpool hope to tempt into Milan. Just sticking to this, people. What has it said? According to Calcio Mercato, the name at the top of Eddie's wish list is Nico Williams. Alongside his brother, the brother, brothers have become mainstays of Atletico Bilbao in recent seasons. Fair enough. Arsenal want to add Latoro Martinez, allegedly people. 
as it says there. Phil Brown allegedly has told Football.London, Arsenal have been interested in Latoura for a long time. Whether they've actually ever made a firm bid, I'm not sure. But certainly there's been talk of one and I think he's a player they'd be willing to pay quite a lot of money for. He's rated at 70 million quid, 80 million euros. If we're going to buy anyone from Inter, I don't know why we're linked with Latoura and, and Dumfries. Bring Barella. We need a centre mid. What's going on there? Don't let Liverpool have a free hit at him, um, really. We've been linked with Vlahovic once again. Arsenal reportedly contemplating a move to sign Juventus striker Vlahovic in the summer with Spurs also interested. According to Calcio Mercato, uh, the Gunners are seriously thinking about moving for the Serbian international with Vlahovic expected to leave Juventus at the end of this season. And he's been linked with Chelsea, Man United and also Real Madrid as well as Spurs. He has a £91 million asking price. I personally think because of the way your agents landed, uh, acted, it's over there, really. We've been linked with Manuel Solomon, who's come off the bench in a couple of games for Fulham and done quite well. Arsenal and Spurs have been name-dropped there, as you look can see. We've also been linked with Latoura Martinez once again, as you can see, people. Edu and Arteta now annoyed over £80 million start at the Emirates. Arsenal will still be frustrated they couldn't secure the signature of Mudrick. I mean, we can be, but let's just learn the lessons. Count our blessings for how he's playing and learn the lessons, really and truly. They still have some annoyance over the Mudrick situation. They'll be frustrated that he didn't end up with them because they know his abilities and how high his ceiling could be. Hopefully, he never reaches his full potential. Arsenal, I don't know what this report is, but Arsenal could sign three PSG stars with owners looking to slash bloated £645 million wage bill. Sergio Ramos, yeah, right. Ecardi, yeah, right. Renato Sanchez, best out of the three, really, from considering everything, but yeah, right. Arsenal make £35 million offer for 96 grand a week player he's willing to join. Mikel Arteta's Arsenal have made an offer for €40 million, Euros, in brackets £35 million for Lazio midfielder Sergio Milinkov Sergi Milinkovic-Savic. Should we see the bulk of this rumour? Let's just see it here. Where is Arsenal? Where is Arsenal? Where is Arsenal's name? Premier League clubs have, most of it, it is the Premier League clubs that have manifested the most concrete intentions for, for now. His agent, Kesman, has collected offers of around 40 million euros from Arsenal, Newcastle and West Ham. And after one year, and one year after the deadline, it seems reasonable to assume that all assaults that arrive in the summer will settle on that figure. Therefore, another fiery summer is expected on the market. But Lazio are also hoping for an equally hot spring on the field, thanks to the shots that Milinkovic-Savic absolutely wants to find. Again, Google Translate not helping us. But yeah, he's willing to make the move to the Gunners in the summer window, people. He wants to leave Lazio and is ready to make the switch. Apparently, he didn't fancy a move to Arsenal in the summer. And that's a bit like Sterling. Fair enough, we're in the Champions League, allegedly, on course to be, and we're more attractive. But you didn't want to entertain us in the summer like Sterling and like Vlahovic in January. I just get the vibe. And rightly so, we're on a disting. Forget about all of that, people, if I'm honest with you. So we'll have to see how this develops, people. Um, really, if Arsenal won him, why not? Apparently, you know, on Gunners have made an offer and the player himself being open to a move to the North London club suggests that things are happening behind the scenes. The 96 grand a week salary midfielder is at the top of his game at the moment and would be able to make an immediate impact at Arsenal. He would. He'd be, he'd be welcome, but forget all of that now. To wrap up the transfer news, let's see what Goal.com has said for us, people. Once again, Arsenal are looking at Raheem Sterling as we prepare for Champions League football. We've allegedly joined the race to sign Latoura Martinez. We have submitted a £40 million offer for Sergi Malinkovic-Savic. I don't believe it when I see it. We're interested in Lucas Paqueta. We all know Newcastle United are interested in Tierney. We've just spoken about Gabri Viega of Celta Vigo, the young midfielder drawing plaudits from everybody. 
Uh, we joined the race with Liverpool for Nico Williams. Tavares is going to return in the summer and probably be sold. Saka is set to sign a new contract extension, a long-term one. Ivan Fresnadar has been placed at 30 million euros. We've been linked with Asu Fati. Xavi has no intention of letting the man go. We're keeping tabs on Hojlin of Atalanta. Multiple Premier League clubs as well as Serie A clubs are interested in Balogun, AC Milan, Napoli, Inter and Lazio of Italy. We're leading the race to bring in Telemans. It's going to take a 200 grand a week contract for Declan Rice to sign. City are rivaling us for Declan Rice. We're scouting Wahi. Several Premier League clubs, in addition to what we just said about the Italian clubs, are interested in him, interested in Balogun. So let's see how that develops. But with that, it seems like that is the only that seems to be the only transfer news, people. So draw into that what you want. The dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. What else are you lot saying, folks? I don't quite believe that, but I'll leave it to you lot. Arsenal coming back into the Champions League is like when the chip came is like when Chip came back into Graham and beefed every rapper in the scene. Ah, chipmunk hype. Arsenal turning into a club that players can't say no to. Have to back it up with Champions League success next season. Fair enough. Travares left wing. He ain't getting ahead of Smith on Trossard. And to be honest, is a poor option. All he has is pace and sometimes a decent shot. I think we need an extra player up front to help. I hear that. Big up DG. Still not played anyone. Still not getting the respect. Top of the league with Jesus and Partey fit again. Maybe time for the Indonos to give us our flowers. SIE, forget them, man. If they don't rate us or if they rate us, who cares, man? Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Martinelli scored in the last two games. Mudrick looks like a Chelsea Walker. Uh, be careful. Respect Walker. Any part of Premier League 100 club. Mudrick's got a lot to do to get there. Do you think Musa Diaby could be effective in a possession-based team, given we inquired about him after Mudrik fell through and we still need a right winger? It's possible that we explore him in the summer, yeah? But I don't think we'll go for him. The deluded first person that comes to mind would be Saliba. He's well, he's well-class and could, could be struggled to keep. I don't think Saliba's well-class at this moment in time. Very good, and that's no disrespect to him. He's got to do it for years to be ever labelled world-class. No, I think Chipmark's cool, but forget that, man. What time is the Q&A, DG? Again, you know, that was meant to... It's not going to be live. It's just going to be a video. Again, if you want to ask any questions, people, please go to the YouTube community tab and leave your questions. I am going to... um, I am going to get that one sorted as well, people. I only mm -hmm. saw a couple questions, so it makes it easy for me. Telemann's ankle injury looked horrible. I mean, I, I worry about Telemann's physically. He seems to keep picking up a lot of knocks, man. Mandem actually told me Tavares over Tini. I'll never let that one rest. It was me, D. Do you oh, already saw that comment? What other comments have we got? Big up you lot, people. The engagement, the talking points, everything has been spot on today, man. It's been a pleasure to be here. Six more likes and we've hit our target of 100 people. So big up to you lot who have done the job. Those that haven't, come on. You're doing us a disservice, people. Again, we're watching Arsenal Everton tomorrow. And at 4.30, I'm going to be live with Babs to speak more anything to do with Arsenal. I've, I think I've already done my prep to ask him stuff. What have I got for Babs? Where is, where is that article? Man said article, Google Doc sheet. Where is it? Uh, we're going to touch on the Villa Leicester game. I'm going to ask him his thoughts on Jorginho, on Tierney, on Eddie and Ketia versus Trust at our front, on Jesus's return, on if he thinks Martinelli has struggled without Jesus, the whole Tierney versus Inchenko debate. Obviously, I'm going to ask him on Milinkovic, Savic, Williams, Blahovic, Rice, Caicedo, Paqueta, Martinez, Sterling. And if he bring back Giroud, I'm going to ask him his player of the month slash underperformer of the month, his thoughts on sporting, Balligan thoughts, and we'll preview Everton versus Arsenal, Arsenal, Everton, better yet. And that's us done in that regard.
so yeah, make sure you're there for that. Shout out myself for shameless promotion and things. The other things that we got. Just keep the team. You'll be the Premier League champion. I don't know if Arsenal are in a title challenge, man. We just need to keep doing what we're doing. I don't check the league table. It doesn't help us. We just need to keep running more than everyone, working very hard and seeing where we're at come 38 games. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's just keep moving. Savage and Rice would be the best thing for us. Says my man. 4.30 pack. 4.30. 4.30. UK time. Provided no spanners are thrown in the works. And tomorrow I should be live from 2pm with Muamba. So content, content, content and more content. Smith and Jesus will be a major boost. Amen. But you know what? Not to be that guy, but it just seems in life. How do I make it make sense? When some players come back, other players get injured, really. And I hope that's not the case. I'd hate to lose Tierney, but if he wants to leave it, it is where it is. Buy another left back. I've seen Thierry already leave this football club, man. Anyone else? And, and we didn't die. It felt like I was going to die. Definitely as a little kid, when I saw that newspaper, I was like, oh, the boogers and tears. Ah, oh, I didn't want to live. But we did, not it? So if Henri can leave and Vieira can leave, and at the time, actually, Cole broke my heart and left. Well, yeah, I don't really care, innit? Tierney, Saliba, Smith, if you had to lose one, who are you losing? Big up Tierney. Easily Tierney. Easily. 100% Tierney. Tierney tomorrow, if, if it was out of them. Tierney tomorrow. Smith Rowe the last, even though it should be Saliba, but biased towards Smith Rowe. He's A-Lend, man. I've, I've made peace that one day Martinelli and Saliba will play in other leagues. Probably Saka and Smith Rowe too, but you lot need to sign death row contracts and never leave. Yeah, Tierney. If one had to go, man. If one had to go tomorrow. Tini could get kept keep it moving, really and truly. Appreciate the quality content being put out. SI, appreciate you lot's quality support. Without you lot, it'd be dead. Make sure you're smashing the like button. You're commenting when this video is done. You're checking out the other videos. If you're going to do nothing else, check out the other videos. It boosts the watch time. And these things help the YouTube algorithm. On that note, though, people, I'm getting quite hungry. It's lunchtime. I'll be back at 4.30. Appreciate you lot for tuning in across YouTube and Twitch. Appreciate your comments. Appreciate your consistent support. Shout out to you lot, innit, people? Make sure you're following on Twitch, on YouTube and all that good stuff. And I'll see you at 4.30. Or if not, I'll see you when I see you. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Have a great week or what's left of your day. One love. <laughs>